welcome to Appetite for Production, the podcast that needs no introduction. So that's it then, is it? Yeah, that's it. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Bye! Tim, a lot has been happening in the last couple of weeks. <laughs> has it really? I haven't really noticed any change to my lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, it's a bit of a weird time, isn't it, buddy? It's very surreal to me, um, but... You're still out and about, though, mate. I noticed you're not self-isolating. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm going everywhere. Else. Yeah, you're all, you're all over town, man. No matter that everyone is on lockdown or whatever, we're going to try and ignore it, and we're going... To to talk about plenty of things today. Okay. <laughs> Except there's one thing we need to mention. Class consciousness, James. Right, now carry on. Okay, uh, Captain's Log. Uh, <laughs> oh man, keep your log away from me, James. 19th of March, uh, 2020. <laughs> uh, Tim and I are the leaders of a crew of music technology professionals who have been sent uh, 20,000 leagues underwater or however deep water goes. Well, you know, James, that it doesn't mean 20,000 leagues down. It means along under the water. This, anyway, I have, I'm contractually obligated to be a pedant. Sorry, carry on. This is why I didn't want to go on the submarine with you, Tim. <laughs> if you and I have to colonise the rest of humanity... Whoa, 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 what are we going to like? Are we... <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Okay, no, okay, okay, sorry, carry on, carry they on. They really, really should have sent some ladies along on this submarine because, you know, but they couldn't find any because it's music tech. Mm-hmm. Yeah, baby. Anyway, so we, we are currently travelling at uh, 30 knots. Um, Is that fast? Uh, I, I'm not sure. <laughs> You're not sure. Oh, God. <laughs> How long do you reckon we're going to last in the sub before we go completely insane? Okay, we need to do, uh, we need to have a look at what's uh, uh, up at the surface. So, Tim, could you uh, could you extend the periscope, please? Yes, I'm going to extend it right now. Listen yep. for a sound that indicates that's happening. Yep, that's it, Tim. Yep. <laughs> so, slowly... Oh, that's it. Get it right up there. Oh, oh, I think that's as far as it'll go, mate. Okay, and now if you could just re- retract the periscope. Oh, <laughs> oh. there it is. Oh, careful. Oh, down periscope oh. with Kelsey Grammer. Ooh, okay. And now if you can extend it back out oh. again. Oh, God. <laughs> no, really? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not comfortable doing this, James. You know, Tim, actually, I, I haven't I haven't checked the radar for a while. <laughs> okay, let's have a look at it now, shall we? <laughs> okay, what's... Hang on a second. Oh, my God, Tim. Mm-hmm. What's... Shit. What's on the radar? Uh, Tim, press the big red button. Oh, okay, I'm going to press it right now immediately. Man the rudder, Tim. Man the rudder. Oh, God, the rudder. Where's, oh. the, where's the control? It's Try, a wheel. Call into the engine. Oh, what, really? Oh, God, okay, I'll grab the shovel. All right, I'm Ta- doing it now. Take evasive action. How do we do that? Okay, um, there's a button. There's a button do, that does that. Do submarines that. have anchors? Uh, yes, no, they actually do in real life. Attention, Attention. everybody. everybody. There is a new door on the horizon. What? Another... <laughs> what? Hang on a minute, what? Attention, 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 a new door, new door alert, new door. Oh my god, what again? How could the same shit happen to the same guys twice? James, I'm scared, as per usual. I'm also confused what is going on. Okay, so, there is indeed a new door that has been sort of announced. Mm. 
by none other than... Who is it, James? Is it a controversial figure in the world of music tech? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is Behringer. (gasps) Quite a while ago, they did a Facebook post saying, we're thinking of making a new door. What sort of features would you like? And recently, they have confirmed that that is what they're going to be up to. Mm. I'll read you directly from the Facebook posty. Please do. It's now official. We will be creating our own music tribe door. (laughs) This is a massive undertaking, which will take at least 18 months. And for that purpose, we have now assembled a large development team. Mm -hmm. Our music tribe door will also include samples and VSTs, plus connections to third party VSTs. Our goal (laughs) is to include the very best features available, including multiple user interfaces for both recording and DJ. We would love to develop this together with you and hence encourage you to share, blah, 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 like, share and subscribe. Best of all, the door will be free of charge. Our goal is to empower all musicians to record, mix, edit and publish their music. That is definitely their mission. Their mission isn't to make loads and loads of money, guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't know about the DJing stuff, bruv. Yeah, I've... (sighs) No one knows what this is going to be. Well, it sounds like Ableton Live if it's going to have DJing and... Or it could be like Cubase with Tractor bolted on for all we know, I suppose. Yeah, it could be really one of many things. What I think it's going to be is late. <laughs> yeah, 18 months 18 does months. not sound like a long time. But at least it sounds like they're being, you know, they're saying at least 18 months. It sounds like they're being semi-realistic about it. Yeah, least. like people I've spoken to in the world of doors who actually make doors have said you need like... An experienced team of people would take about five years to make a door. Jesus Christ. Behringer seem to have assembled a large development team, which is actually not a good thing if you want to make software quickly. Yeah, man. Uh, if you, you, if you need a strong visionary leader. Yeah, if you start stacking developers, you'll just make the time dilate. Well, maybe Yuli has this crazy vision or whatever, and he's just going to boss everyone around they and do, be like, do it like this. They do keep talking about their vision with a capital V. Oh, God. Yeah, so Behringer are making a door. It'll probably be a while before we see it. It's going to be free, but there are a lot of free things out there. Yes. Why are they doing this, James? That's what I want to know. <laughs> to get people's email addresses? No, I think they could get people's email addresses for a lot less money. I think they do want to make a door and maybe, should we say, start doing some software? Sell stuff in the door? That would seem to be a clever idea. What if they start moving into our world and start developing... Start doing a podcast? (laughs) I would welcome it, mate. Uh, What if they start doing music software? Well, they are starting to do music software. That's exactly what's happening. Yeah, but what if they start releasing plugins and like... Well, it uh, sounds like that's what they're going to do, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Sell a plugin in your software, make a load of money. It'll it'll be interesting because, you know, where are they going to get their ideas from? (laughs) (laughs) Where indeed, Yeah, I mean... (laughs) (laughs) It's a complete mystery. By-length one. I beg your pardon? Bassive. Oh, I see what you're doing. I've got it. Carry on. Bebra 2. I like the sound of that. I, I'm, I'm really not Berum. sure. Berum, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think, you know, we could see a lot Beaver. of these things. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well done. I would love to see Beaver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to get a couple of Beavers. Oh, no. oh wow, really? Two, you really two at one. a time. Okay, okay. There were a lot of people commenting on it, like one and a half thousand comments. So <laughs> naturally, I went through every single <laughs> oh, one. Oh, wicked, wicked. Most people were sort of just talking about, 
give us some accessibility features and some collaboration features. Not really like fundamental features of how a door will work or something like that. I don't think anyone's... A lot of people were saying, can you integrate it with your hardware? Which would be a bit of a reach, I guess. Uh, well, I doubt yeah, that would I don't think they can really. They could integrate it with their future hardware, but if they're doing like analog synths and stuff... Oh, God. I mean, maybe you could do something where you use like a boog as a controller or something but that seems like a faff yeah that seems so unnecessary niche. yeah i don't think anyone would actually do that or many people would want that i don't know it's, it's gonna be interesting but it's not exactly like it'll be the first free door ever there no. are plenty of free doors that are a lot more established i mean cakewalk is now free mm -hmm. pc uh, only though PC only though. Yep, yep, yep. There are things traction. you can get. Yeah, traction waveform, waveform, whatever the fuck it's called, is <laughs> is basically free. The sort of older versions are just completely free, and like I say, very established things. Now Behringer do have a lot of people that they could get to download all this stuff. So <laughs> well, you could be like, "Do you want to record your boog, Mister Man, who bought a boog several years ago?" Uh, Why wouldn't you? Free door. I guess they're moving into possibly selling software on the back of this. Surely that is the be the most sensible business case. Surely. You would think so. I mean, kind of... I don't know, Tim. <laughs> oh, man. I don't, don't let it upset you. I'm, I'm, it's not a bad thing. Mm. I'm just not sure what's going to happen with this. Well, you, it's all right, mate. You can just wait and see, basically. Okay, I've got You don't, I've got you don't need to anticipate months. it. You've got 18 months to work it out, mate. It's fine. Uh, yeah, let's see what happens with this. I will welcome it mm. into the world. Mm. I'm happy that it's going to come. Mm. But I don't expect it to find much of a place against all the other ones. Like, the question for me is, is it going to be stable is it going to be, like, easy to use and not a massive faff, basically? Because I think we've got to the stage, there's enough doors, they all do, like, lots of very clever things and everything. And I think, like you say, like the people on Facebook were saying, accessibility is mm. of paramount importance. Especially if you're doing, like, a freebie thing that you want to have mass appeal and stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just make a nice interface. Don't make it ugly as shit. And yeah. make it and don't make it convoluted. Yeah, I think they'll be able to do that. And if you're coming up copy with Ableton new... Live, Uli, that's what you want to do, mate. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's a no-brainer. You would have thought. You think it's some kind of session view um, experience? Well, then that that way, if they just copy Ableton Live, it would be really good for them because Ableton Live's got great design, and it seems to be maybe that's what they're doing because they say, okay, it'll be DJing as well. But maybe, who knows? Maybe it's because uh, most of the current music software. Started coming out in uh, the year 2000, mm. or if not before, mm. and now it's 20 years on. Yeah, right. So, uh, Behringer, have free reign. Yeah, 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 right, wicked. That's how copyright works. So. Patent expired. So, obviously, we're in the middle of a worldwide... Uh, <clears throat> Death March. Lockdown. Stay in your houses, people. Everybody is dead. <laughs> we all know at least 50 people who have died. Uh, I mean, I do know some people who've got coronavirus. They seem to have sore throats. Mm. I mean, it's a bit scary that society sh basically shuts down when some people have got sore throats. I mean, not to not to lighten the, you know, obviously people are dying, which is awful and horrible and everything. But it does. It seems, you know, it's small numbers compared to like the number of people that die every day for loads of others. I heard a sore throat wasn't one of the things. 
maybe my mates are lying. As doctors. Actually, um, Kyle will be listening. Hey, Kyle, buddy. I hope you're feeling better. Yeah, you better be. Yeah. Don't don't go on the internet while you, you might give everyone the virus. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, I'm on a Mac, so I don't get a virus. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. It's like all these stupid Windows users. What are they thinking? <laughs> anyway, point is, what I actually wanted to talk about is how companies are using this as an opportunity to do a bunch of marketing. Yeah. I mean, look, okay, full disclosure... I did just write an article about <laughs> ways to like ways to be a productive musician while you self isolate during the coronavirus, and it was very funny. I don't. Well, uh, did you read it? Yeah. Oh, oh, thanks so much, mate. Um, like the thing is, I'm hey, I am suffering at the moment because I did a lot of studio interviews, James. I don't know if you know this, but yes. uh, during a lockdown, that something doesn't really fly. So uh, I I need to pay the bills. So yeah, allow me to haul myself out for a little bit. Yes. And other, com- other people have been whoring themselves out as well, but we're going to judge them, right? Yeah. So tell me about some of the company uh, behavior that you've seen. Sending out emails, maybe? Well, it seems like literally every company on the fucking planet has sent me an email about what they're doing in the coronavirus situation. <laughs> and I couldn't give two shits, basically. <laughs> it's like who, like Facebook sent me a fucking email. Oh, do you they? know what I mean? Yeah. Like, fucking loads of shit, man. See, this is something that I've wanted to talk about for ages. You know when companies are like, oh, it's Halloween. Let's have a massive sale. Hey, pumpkin emoji. Hey, everybody, it's Halloween. 70% off. Like Now, this this is the thing. I don't... I think it's fair enough for companies to do a sale while a lockdown is happening because it benefits both the user and the company and everything. But it's just like, I don't know. It seems like just sending out a bunch of emails or whatever, it's just like PR or whatever. There's nothing in it for the end user. Do you know what I mean? It's like, fuck off. We know you're all a bunch of shit cunts, basically. Money-grabbing whores. Money-grabbing whores, um, exactly. Don't try and yeah, yeah. Don't try and green... Uh, what do they call it? Greenwash it? Greenwash it, exactly. I guess, I guess, yeah. The ones I've been getting the most are from like all the productivity tools who are like hey everyone's working from home now so uh use our thing and uh, yeah, it's a great yeah, opportunity yeah. for more people to download our shit yeah i mean i guess it makes it makes sense doesn't it i mean i guess that's fine or whatever how, how much has it annoyed you not much because oh, that's right, i then. do love this google uh, promotions tab Oh really? Yeah, yeah. It just it just filters out all the crap. Well, I I have that just put into my box because I'm a big messy fucker, basically. I know, so I know. yeah. What's in your what's in your promotions tabs? Uh, have you got anything good? All the marketing emails. Has, have you got any kind of like erectile dysfunction pills or anything like that? No. Although, would you like me to read you some of the subject lines from my uh, Hotmail accounts? I would, lo- I would love it, mate. <laughs> yes. I do go through these occasionally. Oh, wicked! Oh, let's just, do this just for a bit of a chuckle. <laughs> oh, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, junk email 11 <laughs> customer at intel.paypal.com <laughs> re summary report reminder out team sent a information about your updated confirmation on wednesday <laughs> um, this, that sounds pretty official and legit man you yeah, yeah. get back to them uh, <laughs> sender local date for sex <laughs> <laughs> subject from Erica, you've received new invitation to an adult dating site. Ooh! Sender, adult dating. Subject, just look at eight new girls. <laughs> Ooh, just look at them. <laughs> Account alert at amazons.service. <laughs> <laughs> Further's check. Latest update of your account received on mail, March 12, 2020. Oh, FedEx UK. Subject, donation. <laughs> 
preview text, the Commonwealth of Nations United Kingdom wish to inform you that the sum of 800,000 GBP bank check. Oh, yeah. <laughs> order dot update your Amazon.co.uk order. Blah, blah, blah. Hey, hang on. Is that a real? That one? sounds like a real one. Uh, oh, no, that's they keep um, they keep sending me fake um, Amazon Prime receipts. Oh, OK. okay. As, asking if I want to refund it. Like that, that's quite a clever one. That is they're quite saying, clever. good fishing. They're there, saying you've just paid for one year of Amazon Prime. Oh. And uh, so you, the idea is you go click cancel or refund. Oh, because what's this yearly Amazon Prime? Uh, dating for sex from Audrey. Oh, Audrey? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and the, the subject, you have a new friend request from Lillian93, 155 centimeters, 64 <laughs> kilograms. <laughs> What weighs 64 kilograms a person? Lillian 93. That doesn't sound like a lot, or am I getting it confused with pounds? Uh, no, it's 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 a sort of standard weight of a 155 <laughs> centimetre lady. Oh, wicked, okay, <laughs> wicked, wicked. I'm glad they've got the accuracy there. That's yeah, good. yeah, and she's about 27 years old, if 93 is, because that's when she was born. Wow. Well, so he... I'll get back to her. Yeah, definitely. I mean, am I talking to Lillian and Audrey? What's your wife going to say about all this <laughs> hot local sex for dating that you've oh, no, been doing, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just do it without telling her. Oh, oh right. Okay, okay. I see how that works. Nice. Okay, okay. Like, speaking of, where are all the hot singles in my area? Where are they, mates? <sighs> I, well, the streets are barren, mate. Yeah, so, yeah. I keep clicking the ads, but mm. I can't ever find them. I'm quite sad that I am never, ever going to have a girlfriend again now because we're going to be in isolation forever. And the closest I can hope to do is get some kind of AI to talk to me or something like that. Uh, <laughs> at least you won't be alone. Mm, I guess so. Okay, let's talk about our lovely clams. Mm. New people on the Patreon, we have Shaw Sound, we have Jamal Johnson, Keith Somerville, and uh, an increased donation from Marius Andre Holzer. Oh my god, Marius, up your standards of the stuff you <laughs> donate money to. But in all seriousness, thanks so much, guys. We really appreciate it, especially during these terrifying times, right, yes. James? many, many thanks to everyone for giving us some cash. Now give us more. Yeah, keep giving us, just give us loads of cash. Give us all <laughs> you can afford, guys. <clears throat> it's going to be worth it. We've got a bit of feedback from them on our last non-patron episode, uh, episode 55, where we're talking about the Kern Cork Sniffer by Beringer mm. and uh, potential anti-Semitism. Yes. Oh, interesting. Okay, let's stir that that hot pot. Paul Knight says, I don't think the anti-Semitism thing was quite as off the mark as you reckon. Oh, really? Without wanting to sound like too much of a rabid lefty. Thanks. Uh, yeah, right on, buddy. Bring it. Yeah, rabid. Let's do it. The picture on the device did end up looking very much like Nazi-era propaganda images, so I can see why people reach those conclusions. Mm, Probably okay. a bit of a stretch to say it was intentional, though. Mm. Yes, who knows? But I know, let's just, like, not be a massive dick to everybody. <laughs> Yeah, good policy. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm brave enough to say it. And Beto says, yeah, I really don't know how I feel about it. Beringer's behavior is very obviously out of line, but I wonder how much cultural differences play into this. I have no idea how Germans act or speak in their own country, but what's deemed acceptable in their society could be very different than the norm in the USA or UK. Not trying to make excuses for them, Beringer is on the world stage, so their actions need to be from that perspective. Yeah, I mean... I do, I think it's fair enough to be sensitive about cultural differences, but I think there is a there is a line that was crossed, do you know what I mean, <laughs> even bearing that in mind. 
Yeah, there's certainly a line was crossed uh, against the media. It's very, it's a very defensive thing to do rather mm. than just you know ignoring it. But they do like to uh, rattle cages. They do. Like the thing is, if you're Uli Beringer, you can basically do what you want free of responsibility because you've got loads of money and nothing can ever touch you. Whereas you know. Peter Kern is just like a regular guy, but pretty much. Do you know what I mean? So it's not really cool. It's bullying, James. And bullying is the least cool thing of all. We got a message from Marius Andre Holter when he uh, increased his donation. Uh, he says, you guys are putting me to shame. It feels like you are more productive releasing your hilarious eclectic infotainment podcast than I managed to finish my music. Oh, man, it's it's a tough one, Marius. Uh, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I haven't I haven't done any music stuff since we've been on lockdown, James, which I'm very disappointed about. Yeah, the last time I made any proper music was when I just suddenly took a week and decided to do it. And that was quite a while ago now. Oh, man, that sounds like a great week. I spent oh. too much time typing. That's my problem. Oh, man, I've been doing a bit more writing recently james it's fucking ball ache mate uh, i'm gonna level with you i like it i prefer to do it it takes me so goddamn long man i've got my special keyboard mm, i guess so i wrote like 600 words yesterday <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing buddy uh yeah i know it's nothing mate i know that's the problem man it's like and you're paid by word hey here's a little bit of a look into the industry guys when you're journo you get paid by the words and it's not a lot <laughs> <laughs> we've also had a uh, a remix submitted by oh. uh, new patron keith somerville Oh, okay. He says, I can't be the only listener who noticed James's less than subtle attempt at sneaking reference to his own scat singing hit into the latest podcast. I know it's only available on vinyl, but I have ripped a short section to MP3 should you, Tim, need a reminder of its dubious charms. Mm -hmm. Of course, we were talking about Scatman in, uh, in the last episode, and uh, Keith has put this together. I mean, Keith has found this. It's a real thing that actually happened. I'm a scat man! What are you saying here, James? I'm saying I can't give up my jack. <laughs> right. Never give up the jack. You can't, yeah, you can't give up the jack. You gotta jack your body. I like it how he's presumably intentionally made you go more out of time as the tune goes on. It's really good. <laughs> nice long fade, that's classy. I didn't know you were a scat boy, James. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what I've been. My my true origin story is in scat. scat. And my heart still belongs to <laughs> scat. scat. Okay, so, nice, nice. Thank you, Keith. If anyone else ever wants to remix the podcast, just fucking go for it. Yeah, just do anything. And never give up your jack. Also, just rip off everything that you want to in any kind of media, basically. <laughs> there should be no rules. Yeah, even like uh, synths, if you want to clone a legendary synth and just sell it, do it. Um, I don't know, that's not really art or whatever. But yeah, fair enough, whatever. Uh, but yeah, great work, guys. Anything you want to send us, just send it in. Yeah, we, we are bored as hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got we need some kind of stimuli, we basically, basically. When we record the podcast, we finish and we sit in the same room for two weeks 
Don't talk to each other. Don't do anything. We're back to back, just and, staring at the walls. And when well. Thursday rolls around, we just start recording another podcast. <laughs> we start speaking immediately. And we're like that. <laughs> <laughs> Elsewhere on Patreon, uh, Paul Knight sent us a message. Says, here's another one of those things where someone ripped off a tune, this time featuring suburban bass. So right up half of your street. Yes. Yes. Oh, who's this guy? Paul, was Paul it? Paul Knight. Yeah. B- hey, big up, Paul. So, you know you know what I'm thinking, baby. Good work, buddy. Check out this uh, hangout thingy I just sent you. Do you know what? I have seen the thing that this is related ah. to. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tell us about this. Uh, Yolanda B. Cool and Dylan Nathaniel have made a tune called Tell Me Why. Right. And it heavily samples a 1992 rave anthem on the Suburban Bass label, one of my favourite labels, called Tell Me Why by vocalist Rachel Wallace. And uh, yeah, it's just like a blatant rip and they put some beats under it, basically. Should Should we play a clip? Well, why don't you play the Facebook clip that he sent? Oh, okay. So when you say heavily samples, what are we talking here? Um, they've ripped, they've just sampled like the tune wholesale and put a kick drum under it. So okay. we listen to this clip? Tell me what this is. The original. This is the original. clip really long if pirates are themselves yeah 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 and this is the new one they've slowed it down slightly and put some risers on it <laughs> some phasing uh. put a bass under the stab there okay james what are your thoughts on that one buddy well, it is basically exactly the same in it yeah and um, here's the thing james back in the day suburban bass put out a load of hardcore tunes which contained a load of samples of other bits of music right but i feel like that was more valid because they would take a bit of something and combine it with something else make something new and interesting this is a much bigger ripoff. It's sampling many, many, you know, many more bars of the thing or whatever. It's just taking every bit of that song, slowing it down slightly, putting some effects on it. While I do think that that even that in itself, I feel like that is a valid artistic statement, but I think it's not fair because this is a really, really big actor now who are going to make a load of money off these people who probably didn't make a huge amount of cash off this tune back in the day. Mm. Does that make sense? It does. Uh, what did they do back in the day when they were sampling a lot of things and smashing them together? They were not clearing it usually. Is that what you meant? Uh, well, to what extent did they sample things? Did they take huge chunks? Well, yeah. So, like, you might maybe you take like a sort of like a vocal from another tune or something like that, or break uh-huh. beats or stuff like that, or maybe like a sort of you know four bars of like some reggae tune, typically, or something like that, and little dip dib dabs of vocals or whatever. Mm. Mm. So. You know, it could potentially be quite big stuff. I mean, it's like, it's sort of, I suppose, uh, the similar sort of thing that you'd be familiar with is Out of Space by The Prodigy that samples like four bars or something from that, like Max Romeo, Chase the Devil tune or whatever.
whatever. So it's like I'm going to send into outer space. I'm going to find another race. It's got the music. It's got the like you know the uh, the the instrumental accompaniment in the background to that. That's a little rip off. Mm. Um, so it is you know it is taking you know quite a bit of that person's artistry, but it's doing something new and interesting with it. This is not doing something new and interesting with it. It's making it's making a tune that sounds like a thirty year old rave tune basically. Right. Why? Where do we go from this? Um, I don't know. It seems crazy to me that they didn't clear the sample because it's so blatant. It is blatant. And, like, and the thing is, I think, you know, I don't know how the music industry works, James. I don't know what kind of money changes hands. You wouldn't have thought that Suburban Bass would charge a crazy amount. Maybe they would. Who well, knows? If, we don't really know both sides of the story. If Suburban Bass are posting it on Facebook saying that they are thieves, mm. then well, yeah, I guess you're going to assume that yeah. no one's done anything proper. Uh, yes, yes. I'm just. I'm, I suppose I'm just speculating on what Suburban Mesa would charge. I suppose that yeah, and that's that's pointless. I guess, it would really. be interesting to see if they get away with this and how. You think that you think you'd have an obvious case yeah. for the, to get a cease and desist against them? You know, at least I mean I don't know anything about law, but uh, well, yeah. It seems like what more? What more do you need? I would guess payers are Jews of royalties for basically stealing our stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm basically ignorant to anything else. You Maybe this is so inexplicable that there's actually some logical reason deep beneath it and there's a, actually a good excuse for it. No, what would that excuse be? I have no idea, but I'd like to see what comes out. Any crazy comments in that Facebook post? Oh, God, uh, 231 comments. I just took your car. It's now my car, but I've actually slowed it down a bit. <laughs> Big respect to your wonderful car and all who use it. <laughs> yeah, so the thing is, I mean, it always used to annoy me in the hardcore scene, James, where people would be like, oh, somebody's ripped off my tune or whatever, and but they had done some massive sample off someone else. Mm. So I feel like you've got to have a bit of understanding. But yeah, I think this is an unacceptable case. Cool. So hands off, guys. I wanted to tell you about one more uh, copyrighty thing, mm. which is also coming to you now. Oh, okay. This is a YouTuber called Starsky Car, and he has had a copyright claim from the Chemical Brothers. Mm-hmm. For a filter sweep. What? Like he was demoing a filter sweep on this his... basically a little rant about YouTube's copyright nonsense. On like his uh, very... This is a seven minute video. Do we have to watch I'll it? I'll sum it up for you. Okay. So basically he was uh, showing off the Behringer Poly D mm. and he did a filter sweep. And because of that filter sweep, he got an automated copyright claim from the Chemical Brothers. Really from, uh, guess who? Universal. Oh, okay. Who basically, they did a copyright claim. Means Mm. if he uh, appeals against it and doesn't win, then he gets copyright strike and he's uh, sort of threatened off YouTube. Yeah, literally, he did a saw sound with a filter sweep over it. And that apparently set off the automated copyright claimer. And uh, he got the copyright claim, which is a very bad omen about this artificial intelligence. Well, this seems... Yes, I mean, this this is showing the error in the artificial intelligence. I mean, I think we should make it clear it's not the Chemical Brothers who are personally, like, copyright striking. It's going to no. be an automated system. And in fact, the Chemical Brothers themselves have written as a comment on YouTube to say they're getting it sorted out. Oh, that's nice. They're pressuring people to sort it out. The Chemical Brothers themselves say... As you point out, they are using some poorly executed automation that has no involvement of any kind from Mm, the band. Yeah. If an automated algorithm for copyright claiming 
can get a <laughs> filter sweep from a synth demo mm-hmm. and say that you're ripping off their track. Mm. That's a very bad intelligence. Yes. I mean, we don't want these big companies to be bullying all the little people making content. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what cool. else do you expect? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are you getting radicalised yet, James? We Come on, we've got this coronavirus shit or whatever. The election in America is a complete shit show or whatever. How how left have you come? Not really. Oh, God. I, I've, I've not had chance to think about it. But um, why don't you think about it a lot? I'm thinking, yeah, I'm thinking maybe some changes will happen because of all this shit that's happening, but mm. I don't know what those changes will be at all. <laughs> that's fair enough. Yeah, copyright remains a very intensely annoying issue mm. where people, I mean, you're basically letting the system have its say over creativity. Mm. Uh, with their definitions and their regulations. Would you like to hear some good copyright news? Oh, okay. Um, So you remember the whole Katy Perry thing that she was ripping off uh, some like Christian rapper or something? Yes. They they won their appeal. Oh, okay. uh, Yeah, so it's all right. Interesting, because I I thought she should uh, be hanged for that. Well, you were wrong, James, as always. Interesting. Okay, bit of a revisit there. Don't say we don't revisit stuff. (laughs) It's callback. You will have heard of uh, a technology called VR. Oh, the virtual reality. Yeah, the virtual reality. I've never tried it myself and I don't really care or want to. <laughs> mate, Half-Life Alex is coming out imminently, mate. Why aren't you on the hype train? Is I mean, that, I don't have VR myself. Is that a VR thing? Have you ever used a VR thingy? I have used a VR thing once. I went to Cabot Circus, mate, because PlayStation were doing a demo of PSVR and I had to like register for it. Uh-huh. And I went down and I played a bit of Battlezone in VR, the 3D tank shooty game. And it was so sick yeah 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 is it the kind of thing uh, i i would have thought that instead of buying a load of retro consoles you just get yourself a vr thingy i don't know man it seems to be like a lot of faff and a lot of money and timmy is skint well there is a company called alive in tech which better than dead in tech i guess has created what you might term a vr door Oh, okay. Uh, maybe better called loop-based recording environment. Mm. Uh, it is called. Oh, a, a loop-based recording environment. You mean an LBRE, mate? <laughs> <laughs> it is called Transient, and that's Transient spelt with a Z. Z, of course. T R A N Z I N I E N T, and it has just <laughs> it's just brought BST three support. Oh, <laughs> well, great! So you can load VST plugins supposedly in virtual reality. I think the I think the real lead here is that there's a virtual reality door rather than it's just got VST three support, right? Uh, no, because I love seeing my favorite plugins in VR. Let's <laughs> let's it's it's sort of basically it puts it on a fake sort of slanted console screen, so it's still basically flat. But, but this are... is just like looking at a screen in real life. <laughs> Except you've just got another layer of exactly. I don't see what the point is. Uh, I guess the point is that you can use your hands to move the parameters instead of using oh, your mouse. Oh, two, two knobs at once? Hey, that's not bad. Play the video, we'll sort of describe it. It seems ridiculous you have to get a VR helmet to be able to turn two knobs at once. Hey? I refuse to believe that is the best it's solution. A demonstration of VST plugins running in VR in the app Transient. So you can run VST. It's got wands coming it's got out of little wands. things. And, uh, Go on, play with some parameters. This does not look practical. I'm going to call it now. Mate. He's got himself the Waves Codex synth. Oh, is that what it is? The Wave Table synth. synth here. You can see the uh, 
PSG UI. <laughs> waggling his hands over waggling like that. Those. It looks like he's wearing black leather PVC gloves. I would if I was in VR. Yeah. Oh, he's some kind of cyberpunk, I see. Trigger. <laughs> Look at him walking to the other plugin. Oh, my God. <laughs> step sequencer. He's gone to the step sequencer. Oh, he's got step sequencer in VR. And here we've got a synth and a reverb after the synth. I believe that is Yuhi's Tyrell N6. Mm-hmm. Did you say Yuhu or Yuhi? Yuhi. Okay. Yuhi. Yuhu. <laughs> I think we get the idea of this, James. Am I right to pause it there? Uh, or is there no, something? No, in- no. Oh, okay. He's walking along again okay. with his pointy <laughs> this is hand. a big studio. Helm loaded. Now, Helm's a freebie, isn't it? Yeah. Hear the virtual reality music. It's appropriately cyber. This seems like a lot of effort, man. Yeah. Got Podolsky playing a kind of... Picky noise. I haven't seen Podolsky. When did that come out? It's a Yuhi plugin. Yeah, ages ago. Oh, what? Maybe I was having some kind of life crisis. Is it good? I assume it is. I don't know, actually. I've got a loop. Oh, he's got a ring. He's got a MIDI ring in virtual reality. (laughs) It's all we needed. Effects chain on the loop. Okay. Oh, he's got span. Okay, I'm fully on board with this now. Span in virtual reality. Span is updating very slowly in virtual reality, but I guess that's to be expected. So the UIs, I guess, will be a bit laggy. Come back over here. Yeah, I just think there's probably not a lot of graphics memory for Spans. I don't know if that's really how it works. Oh, he's boshing a button there. Yeah, <laughs> he's slapping hit it. Karate the Karate chopping here. Controller. It's a map to a parameter, which is a pitch. That's kind of cool. Recorded here. I guess, but for why? I mean, I'm sure one day a virtual reality studio will be crazy, but I guess this is just the first stages of it, where it's you've got to do this foundational stuff, right, James? I guess so. It's pretty weird. Well, I don't know. I mean, I think it's. This is just like a logical way to do a VR studio. I mean, it doesn't seem that practical yet, but I'm sure as a virtual reality interfaces come along, it'll get better and better. Oh, he's fly! He's literally flying. That's sick. He's got a Cyberman on a screen, and he's waggling his hand at it. <laughs> so yeah, Tim, that's your door in virtual reality. Well, you know what I say, James. Open the door. Get on the floor. Everybody walk the dinosaur. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, no, I have no idea. Are you having a stroke? No, I know. <laughs> this time I'm not having a stroke. Now, it's a song by Was Not Was. Does that uh, ring any bells with you? Probably, nope. Probably before you time. Nope. Okay, anyway. Okay, so what is your verdict on the ST3 plugins in VR? <laughs> I think it's pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> but it, it, basically, the VR is just an unnecessarily layer of complication right now. If you could be very quick and tactful with them tactile tactile you gotta be tactful with them mate (laughs) if you're very quick and tactile with them then it increases your ability to do stuff if you're not if you can't get that level of connection with the stuff you're using Mm. then it's just an extra layer that you don't need 
I think at the moment it is more experimental or whatever. And yeah. I think it's fair play that this guy is doing, whoever's developing this is doing it because mm. it's not kind of like, because the thing is, it's not going to be sexy and glamorous at first. So it's fair enough that they're going through those diff- those growing pains, James. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I guess so. Um, but it doesn't need to be sexy and glamorous to show that it's like got what you might call a flow about it. Well, okay. Well, maybe that, that maybe that's what I mean by sexy and glamorous. Do you know what I mean? I like something where you'd be like, okay, I need to be using this. You'd sort of want it to be the interface to be huge so you can actually take in each parameter and reach each parameter, get fine control mm. over the little thingies. Well, you see, what you want is VR knob per function. Am I right, James? <laughs> oh, God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you so basically giant, do. giant keyboards that you fly over. How about a VR setup where you've got an empty studio with a computer, a keyboard, and a mouse. Oh, wicked. Now I'm on board. And yes. you emulate Windows or, or OS X, and uh, you produce music that way. That is that is really up my alley, actually. I would like to do that. Recently, we sort of hooked you up because we were doing an assignment. We hooked you up with a lot of new synths. Yeah, baby. I was on the black. Yeah, you haven't been able to try these, but they are pretty new, current, big synths. Mm. What have you been playing with? Well, I've the only opportunity I had to play with them was when I was doing the video, so I haven't had an extended play with them. I will tell you, though, for a fact, James, I want to take a long very very hard look at phase plants okay. basically do it have you, have you you haven't played with it at all have you yeah i played with it a bit uh, well, and what were your thoughts i haven't gone in that deep it was a bit too complicated to get anything immediate from oh really uh, i okay. think do you have to use the generators as lfos and envelopes and stuff like that so all your oscillators envelopes and lfos no the generators the generators are the oscillators yeah and it's like the lfos and the envelopes are that bit at the bottom of the screen basically. Uh, okay yeah, yeah yeah that makes sense i mean my my so basically how it works is it's like it's, it's basically modular i think it's fair to say really mm-hmm. i mean they describe it as semi-modular so you've got three sections you've got like an effect section generator section and like a filter section as well or something and basically you you can add as many of these as you want okay and at first i was like okay well this seems pretty simple or whatever so like you know i got i got generator up and i did some modulation and stuff play with the filters and stuff and everything and i was like well it's cool that you can add as much stuff as you like but it doesn't seem too crazy then i checked out the presets mate did you look at those yes what were your thoughts? I mean, they were good. Uh, there were a lot of sort of basic ones, which I like because sometimes you don't get basic ones. You get all singing, all dancing. Oh, stuff. yeah, yeah. Just show offy ones. Um, I, I didn't have that much to say about the presets. They, they sounded generally good. Not all usable, but that's what presets are like. Mm-hmm. Did you check out the drums folder? No. The drums folder is absolutely incredible, mate. Yeah. Like going auditioning the presets in there <laughs> sounds like going through a sample pack. Nice. Like like so it's like they sound really good. And so there's a kick drum in there that is being designed by Rob Swire, the guy of Pendulum, yeah. Right. And it's amazing basically <laughs> and so like i really want to spend like some time going through the sounds see how they're synthesizing the kicks and the snares because mm. the stuff in there sounds absolutely wicked basically so i think i think it's possibly worth checking out phase plant 
just for the learning aspect of it, let alone actually being a synth in its own right, basically. Yeah, so I'm it, very excited about it. It is quite easy to see what's going on once you understand how all the routing works and how what's connected to what, mm. stuff like that. I didn't. I don't like how there's so much effects in it. Um, yeah, and you'll notice that if you don't have the right license, the, the presets will play back through the effects, but you can't change the parameters, which is uh -huh. a bit limiting. And even on... So I got... Like I got, I thought was the biggest pack, but that faceplant pack from Plugin Boutique, but that doesn't seem to include some uh, some other effects basically because it uses their snapping technology, which is right. like plugins within plugins basically, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I didn't like how there were so many effects in there. The oscillators, I don't want to have to scroll through oscillators. What What would you rather like have a thing where you could just click through them basically? Yeah, I'd rather have them be smaller and no, not click through them, just have them all there. Yeah, okay. Like on, you know, most synths on the planet. I don't want to have to scroll wheel through the synth mm. ever, basically. But also I don't want to tab, so it's a bit of a compromise. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't checked it out that much. I've mostly been using some presets when I have. It's something that would be interesting to learn, but I don't think I'll pursue it. Mm, okay. Any other thoughts on Faceplant? No, it just seems really, really good. I'm very excited to use it. Have we got a list of what they are? I might just bring that up. Continua by Audio Damage. Ah. You played with that one? No, actually. Tell me about it. It's just it's just like a virtual analog, really. And it sounds quite nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... I remember it has ways that you can skew the analog waveforms. Were they interesting? Um, yeah, it's cool. Kind of, sound, kind of sound a bit different. Uh, it's pretty reasonably priced and it sounds good. So it's worth checking out. I mean, it's not really my cup of tea. I've already got a lot of virtual analogs that I really like. I mean, I'm a diva boy, James. That's, yeah. that's my thing. A lot more different, though, was Pigments 2 from Arturia. Your yes, uh, I have not used it. Well, it's pretty cool. It's capable of doing some, like I just brought up one of the regular analog oscillators and then brought up the kind of like modulation stuff. Like it's got like a, a sort of basic like massive style modulation oscillator. Uh -huh. Sounds real good. And there's loads of like granular synthesis stuff in there. So that's an interesting sort of hybrid basically. Right. And it was pretty cool. Did you think you'll be using it uh, in future? I mean, to be honest, mate, I don't really mess too much with granular stuff. I mean, I think I really need to focus on phase plant, really. That mm. mm. is fair. Okay. Hive 2. Hive 2 is cool. They've like, because like, I felt like Hive 1 was basically kind of like a sort of silent one sort of clone, which mm. is very fair enough. Hive 2 takes it in a bit of a different direction and everything. It's got some Batzilla style stuff uh, mucking about with the modulation sources. I can't remember what they call them. Right. So it's got shape sequences as well. So it's got function generators and shape sequences. Right. Shape sequencer is a bit massive-like, so it's kind yeah, of... that's what I thought. ...broadening its horizons there. So crazy LFOs, basically. Yeah, and it's got loads of presets as well. And then there's parallels. Soft-tube parallels. Yeah, I mean, it's basically like a, kind of like a wave scanning synth, basically a wavetable synth. I mean, it's fine. It wasn't really for me, I don't think. What didn't you like about it? There wasn't a lot of control. I mean, you got these sound sources, which were, like, decent enough or whatever. They're sort of analogy sounds, right? Yeah, and various different things... But like, I mean, it felt to me like less involved with Massive. And I guess the, the thing they're selling it on is that they've got this, their own unique technology that kind of like does stuff to make the waveforms be nice in some way. Uh -huh. Whatever that is, it didn't really <laughs> pick, prick up my ears. Basically. Do you think that people who make their music using parallels 
will have a lot of similar synth sounds or is oh, there i don't know about variation? that I, I don't know about it. i think you can do some stuff with it just there's not much control over over the sound basically yeah i mean i still think you can do some you know you can make some interesting noises with it and it's you know it's a bit more interesting than just like a clone of a synth you've already got or whatever but i felt like yeah it felt like it could have done with more features basically okay okay yeah that that makes sense more control for the user would be nice mm-hmm, mm-hmm. how do you feel about the progress in the synth world since you've been playing with the new sort of 2019-2020 synths? I think phase plant is really exciting and I think it's good to have a lot of flexibility and stuff. I mean, the other stuff I wasn't bothered about <laughs> so much personally, <laughs> but you know, like the thing is I'd like, it's that, that and that is not to, to, to slag them off or whatever. I think they've all got their merits and stuff and everything. It's just, I feel like, especially with my limited time, I need to focus on one thing, especially when it's as expansive as a face plant. Yes. Okay. Sure. That's that's good. Well, do you think you will be spending more time on face plant? I fucking hope so, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, another thing about Faceplant is I saw a tweet from Rob Swa, the guy at Pendulum, who was showing off Faceplant making some sounds he's made. And one of the ones he'd done was just like a modem startup noise. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Did you see it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, no, thought, I don't remember the video. I remember the patch. Oh, okay. I thought it was absolutely phenomenal, mate. <laughs> what, did, what did you think? I can't remember, to be honest. It's so good, mate. That guy is properly a genius. So, uh, yeah, fair play, Rob. Should we talk about some freebies, James? Okay, yes. If everyone's stuck at home, you might want to get some free plugins. Uh, What is there available? Well, there aren't really that many free plugins. Um, (laughs) But you can... Well, at the moment, I think it is safe to say. I mean, who knows when this thing uh, comes out. But currently, you can... There's some free Moog... I think it's Moog Model D free on iOS and Android. Okay. Which is pretty cool and everything, if you want to play with a little synth on your phone. Also, Korg have made Chaosolator free. Yeah. Now there's a bit of a grift with this, James. Mm. Apparently, on iOS, you can get it to spit out a code somehow for Ableton Live Lite. So if you fancy getting a free Ableton Live Lite license, download uh, Chaos Later on your phone if it's iOS. And yeah, you can get free license and have a have a play with it if you've never played with it before. Which is, you know, I think this is a win-win when people are stuck indoors. I don't think it feels too cynical. I found it a little bit cynical. Uh, oh, really, it, man? It still oh, is a, come on, it's man. a cynical win-win. Mate, I'll I'm, give you that. Suppo- I'm supposed to be the anti-corporatist person here or whatever. Are I you? don't see why you've... Yes, yes, No, I you're am. just a massive lefty. I'm... You're neoliberal means no i'm i'm still anti-corporate oh okay oh okay i've got very confusing beliefs yeah it's really confusing <laughs> oh well cherry audio let's i'm gonna segue here like okay. a boss. cherry audio has specifically said we've all been affected by covid19 so we're giving our thing away free which is voltage modular mate voltage modular this? nucleus yeah yes that's right uh which is the free version of voltage modular well it's free now was it free before <sighs> well it was free with cm oh okay and you could probably get it. I'm not sure what other ways you can get it, but it was a little one. Uh, and now it's free here. Check out Cherry Audio Voltage Modular Nucleus. Which is basically a modular synth setup in the virtual world. Yeah, I mean, we haven't played with it, but the interface looks nice. That's the quality journalism you're going to get from us on this, I reckon, right, James? What else is free at the moment? There is one other thing that's free, baby. Have you seen they've come out with a free Sample Tank 4? Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. Sample Tank 4 already existed, although I don't think I'd even realised or seen it. But yes... 
free sample tank for? Yes, I've downloaded it. I'm already using it, mates. Uh, what for? I've got it doing some organs, you know. Oh, okay, because it's got plenty of uh, patches in it already. It doesn't have tons and tons and tons, but it's, you know, it's got some sounds you might use and some like drum kits and stuff cool. and everything. And so, that, that is the CS version, so you can buy stuff within it, I guess. Yeah, I kind of like, I want the roads from the new big sample tank, but I couldn't see a way to just buy that individually. Mm. Like, I do not have hundreds of euros at my disposal. There is a uh, 1973 suitcase roads that was recently announced by Sampleson and they sent me an NFR of it. Oh. If you want that roads. Oh, could I please have that NFR, please? Yes, is that all right? if you play with it on the podcast. Yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> no, absolutely no worries, man. I'll plug my MIDI keyboard in and everything, mate. I won't even do virtual keyboards, man. How about that? Not okay. that I can play, of course. All right, James. Here it is. What do you see in front of your face now? It's Suit 73 by Sampleson. It's a Rhodes, baby. Would you like me to very inexpertly try and make a chord? Uh, yes. I'm going to just do this off the top of my dome and try and make something that's not going to sound too shit. Okay, here we go. Oh, nice. <laughs> kind of jazzy. Hey, it sounds pretty good, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Okay, let's do a bit of uh, velocity testing. Oh, Oh yeah. That mechanical noise is pretty good. Like, do you know what? I like this, man. Sinister. Let's see if it bends. No, it doesn't bend. So this realistic, is, I guess. This is an emulation of a suitcase Rhodes. 73. See, see on the interface, it's literally from a suitcase. Let's go through the knobs. I'm going to go through them in reverse order, baby. So we're going to go for releases first. Okay. That's tight. Oh! Oh, it's the key release sounds. That's cool, man. You don't get this level of control on... Sample tank. Well, yes. So is this physical modelling? Uh, I am not sure. This is the bell. I think so, yeah. Modelling. Listen to that bell. <laughs> <laughs> I hear your clangy bell. He's not playing with the velocity now. It seems to just make it very loud. Yeah. Um, reverb. Decent enough. Drive. Oh, yeah. I'm going to turn the reverb down. Don't want to load a drivey reverb. Sweet. Phaser. Ooh, lovely. Oh, God, that's a bit much. Hang on. Let me, let me tame the beast. I like it. It's got some uh, bit of a clangy middle end at some point. Uh, middle bit at some point there. Tremolo. How hard is it to do tremolo? It's kind of nice. You like it. Yeah, pretty good, man. There you go. So you don't need sample tank. You can just use a suitcase 73 now. Okay. And if you click more models, you can possibly go and buy more from them. Yeah. You can. Oh, that's cool. Sweet. Uh, any other things you've been playing with recently? Mates, recently, I have been looking into the world of music theory, James. Oh. And I've been trying to learn more about it. I, um, in fact, 
It started when I was playing a bit of Endless Ocean on my Wii, and I really enjoyed the bosser music on the character select screen, basically. <laughs> okay, so you just listen to that all day. So I just listen to that all day. Select so, your character. And I just kind of like deconstructed that, basically. Okay. And I, and what did I, you learn about that? Well, they do an interesting thing. And this is this is kind of like music theory 101, basically. Right. So, so don't expect the world or whatever. But they do an interesting thing where they'll play the root notes in the bass. And then when they play the chords, they won't play the roots, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I get the main thing with Bossa is just the sort of syncopated bass like okay. basically or whatever and it's pretty simple but then of course you have to know all about jazz which i don't so i've been reading a bit of harmony for the computer musician interesting yeah i know it i think i might have blagged this copy from when they're checking out a load of stuff from computer music i think right. i mean it doesn't come with the accompanying cd so it seems like i've blagged it from somewhere anyway and yes i've been learning about the real names for what I would just describe in numbers of semitones up and down. Okay. So do you know the different <laughs> names of these things? Like yes. a perfect fifth. Yeah, that would be your seven in your language. Yeah, seven. Exactly, seven. <laughs> That's right. A seven. Yes, totally. Um, the thing is, the way people communicate about music theory is they don't say a seven or whatever. They'll say a fifth which is confusing because it's seven semitones up. So I've basically just been having to write kind of like a Rosetta Stone guide for myself of what <laughs> things are, basically. And it's like doing... So, so what's two two semitones down? It's, it's fucking stupid or whatever. It's like down? A, yeah. Well, it would be a major second, but downward. Uh, it doesn't make a so difference. It's like yeah, some inverted major second bullshit. It's, it's just it. really <laughs> long, man. Yes. So what's your level of music theory knowledge? Do you know Do you know how to get from one chord to another chord? What, on the keyboard? Yeah. I, I think I know what you mean, yes. How would you do that? How would you decide what chords to follow a chord with? I mean, I, I wouldn't decide what chord to follow a chord with using theory necessarily. I don't think I'd be using well, it Well, like how that. would you decide it? I would know the chords that are available to me mm -hmm. already. Yeah. Because of the scale. Mm-hmm. And I would use one of them. <laughs> um... <laughs> I mean, the decision about the chord, what are you getting at? Well, it's like, well, say you're just like, you'll be like, okay, I'm going to go from C minor to like G minor or whatever. Is that the sort of thing you do? <laughs> um, is that the sort of thing I would do? Yeah. Maybe. Well, it like, depends the on the is, circumstance. Okay, the thing is, it seems to me that to get anything remotely interesting... You you have to use some kind of like froofiness on the chord or whatever. So what's it what's it called when you use notes that aren't really in that chord? What you, are you substitutions about? or something? Is yeah, it? Yeah, you can. That's when you use notes that are from a different scale. <laughs> oh, okay. Notes of a chord that aren't really in the chord. You just yeah, playing exactly. a different chord. So I mean, like the thing. Okay, the way I do is is I do everything by trial and error by ear, basically. So I just do it until I kind of like get the result of what I'm going for, basically. Yeah. But surely you have to think. Okay, I got to go from one minor to another minor or something, or a major or whatever. But I've got to proof it up a bit to make it sound interesting. Okay, let's not talk about proofing. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm no expert. You could use whatever words you want for proofing. <laughs> I think basically, if you if you've chosen a scale. Mm. Then you go from one chord to another chord and both of those are in the scale. The real sort of decision comes when you play a third chord. Oh, okay. Tell me about At that. At least That's from my perspective. And this isn't really anything laden with theory. Because, you know, you could go from one chord to any other chord and the end will you'll be able to find a musically acceptable end. Okay. But 
after you've laid two down, then the third one, that starts you at the bit where you can make a, an incorrect decision. Oh, wow. According okay. to theory or some people. So basically, you could do whatever you want for the first two chords. Uh, that's how I've always looked at it. I don't think many people. Well, would, would you say... go for some crazy jazzy shit, or is it just like, <laughs> is it just like picking? So you know, so how many how many chords do you get to choose from from the scale? Then basically, well, there's many, well, like eight, basically. Well, seven, if you're talking about triads, yeah, then yes, seven. I'm talking about triads, baby. Seven. Chinese gangsters. <laughs> yeah, you'd you'd have seven basic chords. Okay, okay, and that's cool. I, I mean, you would tend to start with the chord on the root note of the song, but that's just... Well, I would, be a but I'm a normie, mate. Yeah, and then one of the other chords. Okay, that's cool. Uh, but that's that's where all the infinite possibilities start branching off. They I'm, don't branch out from your first chord because you've just played a chord. Oh, okay. When oh, I you see. Played yeah, two, yeah, okay. Then okay, you have okay. a million possibilities of where you can go, and some of them are, let's not say wrong, but let's say just not usually done. So you, so it's like, so yeah, so it not only has to follow the chords, but it also has to make kind of sense in the sort of conversation that you're making with these choice of chords, basically. Does that mean anything? I think it does. Okay, okay. Well, okay, well, we're, we're clearly out of our depth here. So I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not like, I've always just used my ears for like selecting chords and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, Like yeah. I can know the theory, but I never cared about like, oh, which chord should you? you use here it's like mm, i think that's better left up to the ear yeah yeah no i think that's fair enough well i'm going to continue my musical odyssey and hopefully i'm going to learn something a little bit more sounds uh, like it's going well uh it's going all right very slowly i wanted to play a little game with okay. you james so you know intervals yeah yeah, yeah. so they, they all sound a bit different right and you know yeah. they all kind of inspire different emotions in us okay so i thought we could just play some intervals right. and just see what our different responses were can i just give you stupid answers no you You've got to give me honest answers. I don't so we... really, I don't really have like oh. emotional responses to just an interview. You're such a robot, James. Why have you never felt an emotion in your life? This is a, <laughs> this is really holding the podcast back at this stage. I, I, I don't think if you played an in- interval, I would get a particular emotional so, response. I, I would get an interval response. Uh, look, we're going to do this stupid game anyway because I've thought of it now. Okay. okay? I'm going to find a pretty... Shall I use the um, the electric piano or do you want a different instrument? Keep on the roads, man. Let's keep on the roads. Okay, so I'm going to where play... We'll, in, ooh, where ooh. we're going, we won't need <laughs> roads. Hey, nice one, man, <laughs> wicked. Okay, so the first one I'm going to play is called Unison. Are you familiar with this one? <laughs> yes. So this is one note, basically. Actually, I'm going to turn that <laughs> It's actually off. the does. same note twice. What? Yeah. Okay, that, so what does that make you feel? <laughs> what does that make me feel? What does that make you feel? <laughs> uh, Come on, have an emotional uh, response. Boredom. If this, sense of not going anywhere. If I was... Oh, wow. Okay, well, that is an emotional response. Okay, I was going to say that if I was a Blade Runner, I'd have to shoot you now, but uh, maybe you are a human. Okay, so now we're going to go... What's one note? Uh, is that like a minor second? Is yes. It? Okay, so a minor second. <laughs> I feel like James Bond, Tim. I'm, I'm going to shoot some yeah, people. Yeah, like, like you're creeping around. <laughs> the thing is, is that is that an innate thing that we have or is it because we've had it reinforced to That's us? That's the whole question. And it's, it's basically because we've had it reinforced to us. But there must be some innate stuff to get it going. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. kind of like creepy. You want to creep round, sneaky peeky. <laughs> so what, is this a major second we're looking at now? Two semitones up? Yeah. It makes me feel like it's my birthday. Really? No. Oh, is that, is that how the... Th- yeah. 
No, okay. No, try and have your own genuine emotional response <laughs> to it. I don't, I haven't had a genuine emotional response since 1995. <laughs> oh man, you would have been very young then as well. I feel like I'm walking up some stairs. Yeah, it's like, kind of like, it's like, it's not like <laughs> creepy like this. It's more like, it's like, I'm poking my head up the stairs. I don't think I'm going to see a load of aliens, but I really don't know. Okay. Okay, does that, re- does that resonate with yeah, you at all? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so what is the next note? Three uh, semitones up. It would be a minor third. A minor third, okay, minor third. See, you meant to say that it's sad, but I really don't think that, it's no, sad. No, that's not sad. And th- so this is the triad of a minor chord, isn't it, James? It's more like I'm cheeky and inquisitive, <laughs> well, I think. Just play, you just played two notes twice. What? That's not a triad. No, no, no. Oh, no, that's no. But you call that note the triad. No, it's just the no, minor third. No, in the book, they call it the triads. The one in the middle, they say the fifth and the triads. Do Have they? I've not heard that. Yeah. Mate, check a out Harmony is... for the Computer Musician, buddy. Triad is the chord itself, like the three notes. Let's not get bogged down in this. Let's not get bogged down in music so you theory didn't have, you here. We're talking about any, intervals. So what did you So Not sad. And then what? We've got a lot of intervals to get through, mate. We need to hustle with it. <laughs> what was that? So what was your emotional response to that one? I don't know what the emotional response is. I'm just saying that. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Okay. Look, four semitones up. What's that? Major third. So this is going to be the triad from your major oh, chord. God. A genuine emotional response without being tinged by years of listening to music. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Oh, for God's sake. Well, let me give you mine, because I've actually got human feelings. Do you know what? I had one at first. It's totally gone now. (laughs) (laughs) We're both robots. Yeah, it's kind of like... <laughs> this is futile. It's No, no, come on, no. This is, a, this is a, what is the, the core of music's emotional content, James. This is the stuff that we should be doing. Let me, I'm going to think of an emotion. I'm just going to choose one random. Don't talk over the, don't talk over the interval. <laughs> it's kind of like, kind of confidence <laughs> or whatever, you know. And you know, hopeful maybe. Let's get, so. What's five? Uh, it's the uh, perfect fourth. Perfect fourth. Here we go. Yeah, that's. I think that's happy. Yeah, I, I'd agree with you basically. Okay. It's, it's the Mexican hat dance. Did it? Did it? Okay. Okay. Six. Six. Okay. What's six semitones? That would be either augmented fourth, diminished fifth, or the tritone. Oh my god! What is the? What's the fucking tritone? It's three tones, six semitones. Oh wow! Oh yeah, right. Okay, okay, okay. Well, let's have a listen to this. Oh, it's so complicated. Oh, it's a bit like. It's like a bit like in your face. I find. Do you know what I mean? Uh, it's, it's supposedly meant to be evil. It's not speaky as that. That's evil. Which was that? That was just the one semitone. Minus second. Yeah, both are fairly evil. Okay. Seven semitones up, James. This you, is the big one. I'm sorry. <laughs> if you... Um, let's, ha- let's do this. If you took your tritone mm-hmm. and moved that fifth up and played it against your original root note, yeah, then you would be playing that other one that you just played. That is kind of jazzy. That's nice. You should patent that. I'll put it on a hard drive. I'm terrible at playing chords. Okay, this is the big one, James. Seven semitones up. What are we looking at? We're looking at the perfect fifth. It's so perfect. Let's listen. This is pure, isn't it? Ah, oh, 
pure, primitive. Yeah, it's... You've got epic space adventure. It's positive, right? I feel you didn't know. I'm just going to not waste my time asking you about emotions anymore. Eight semitones up. Minor sixth. Well, tell us about the minor sixth, James. <laughs> what can I tell you? It's the inversion of the major third. So, uh, uh, what does that mean? It has a frequency ratio of uh, eight over five. <gasps> Holy fuck. You are talking about shit I haven't even done yet, James. I really want to learn all this stuff. Let's have a listen to this interval. Oh, sorry. It's like... It's like a mistake. I don't know, it's like detective I've made a mistake. Oh, really? That's an emotional like response. It should have gone some way, but it actually went a different way. Kind of mysterious as well, maybe. I don't know. Okay, nine. Major sixth. That's quite satisfying. Yeah. It's like, I'm here, I'm here. I'm queer. You're used to it. Um, ten. Now I really like ten. I really like ten, man. Tell me it's, about ten. It's a minor seventh, which is basically very bluesy. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I like my jazz, so you know. That's pretty jaunty, isn't it? It is jaunty, and it works. And in conjunction with other stuff, it doesn't just sound jaunty. It sounds more interesting. Now we're getting into the crazy zone. Eleven. Uh, the major seventh. Nice glassy sound. Oh. Oh yeah, I see what you're saying. It doesn't sound so much like that on a Rhodes, like you have now. It's like, it's like, oh. It's like, you know, I'm getting there. You know, I'm, things are happening or whatever, but I'm not sure I'm ever going to land. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and then, of course, you have your, what's the octave up called? The octave. Oh. And that's nice and positive, isn't it? Yes, Tim. Okay, so what have we learned about music <laughs> and emotions, James? <laughs> I've learned that you will not take no for an answer. Why do you think I'm crazy for having an emotional response to music? <laughs> I don't understand. That, that's not music, Tim. That are two notes played in sequence. <laughs> hey, that's, that's one note more than I usually play, buddy. So cut me a break. Okay, everybody, the episode is over. Go back to your homes. Do you not go stay, outside. You should be in your homes already. Yes, yeah, stay in your homes. If you're anywhere else, get home now. Yeah, I mean, get used to basically living in a dystopia now, guys, because shit ain't getting better. But having said that, everything's going to be fine. Keep practicing self-care. Try meditation if you're, if you're anxieting out all over the place and everything. It's all going to be fine. Right, James? Yeah, don't panic. <laughs> Very reassuring. Um, uh, check out uh, some lovely free plugins. <laughs> yeah, check out some free plugins. Listen to podcasts. And uh, I'm going off to uh, Tesco to buy loads of food. Yeah, you filthy uh, outbreak uh, person. Good, good luck in the real world, buddy. We'll catch you in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, take care, guys. Bye-bye.